Welcome to the JVB Health and Wellness Podcast. Today's episode is a replay of a Zoom call where we mostly talk about motivation topics, how to get motivated, tactics people employ to get motivated, um, and a way to think about how to balance all the different things that we have in life with work and family and health and wellness and other things. Enjoy. All right. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about motivation today. And Chris has not, Chris has listened to some of the podcast, but I don't think Chris, you've joined. This is the first time joining, right? Chris is a coach. And um, I wanted to maybe uh, have Chris talk about kind of some of the things he's seen out there in the market. Chris and I, I think we met at a long time ago. Was it during an Ironman race? Is that when we first met or was it in the park training? I can't even remember. I, we, we met before Ironman because when, when Ironman happened, it was like we were waiting to go in the water and I was like, hey Jim, what's up? Cool, what's that, happening? That's crazy. I, I forget, I've, I don't know how we met. I mean, it was in the park somewhere running or yeah, something. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the, the New York City running triathlon community is really tight. And, um, you know, I mean, you know this, like I was running today in the park and I saw like three people I know and just like, hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah. Pretty crowded these days in the park. Uh, it's it's not on weekdays. On the weekend, it's crowded. Mm. Um, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel unsafe because um, anyone that's running is is basically following guidelines where, you know, I'm, I'm wearing a buff. I don't have it. I don't have it up if I'm just running, but if I'm passing groups of people or I'm going by anybody that's tight and people do it, people are doing the same thing. Like you can see people putting it up. One of the things that I found interesting is, and I don't, I don't know if anyone's has not run in Central Park, but we have the, this, the bridal path, which is um, kind of the inner, the inner loop, which is an old horse track and runners love the bridal path because it's I, I love it. I love it's it. The best. And what yeah. I've noticed during COVID is because now there's all there's a lot more walkers. Everybody's going on their walks. And the walkers have taken to the bridal path. So it's it's now like I don't run on the bridal path anymore because that's crowded. So it's interesting. When I uh right before we came out in, in January, February, March, I was running the bridal path every day and I thought I would escape everybody. And then I started to realize you had the walkers and you had the dog walkers and the dog yeah. walkers and the walkers are dominating. Right. And it got to the point where I couldn't even weave around people. It was so crowded there. Yeah. And that was months ago. I got to think it's worse now. It yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, although Emilio, you left uh, Texas with high dew points to join like a heat wave in New York city. I know, but it's still better, man. That was, that was a different uh, getting used to that. was, it was, it was tough. And I did, I took, look, I, I, um, inspired by these chats, I did start training, uh, Matt and it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. tough, but I'm running, you know, 11 minute, you know, miles with hills and stuff, but, um, oh, you know, as an average, yeah. but, uh, but I just started doing it in Texas. I mean, it was, it was, it was tough. It's just, it's so hard to keep your heart rate down. So you're 11 minutes on hills. What about, what's, what about the flats? What's your pace? Well, I don't know. I mean, the, the course I was doing there. I mean, I, you know, I, I, some, some were sub 10, I guess. Um, but nothing, I'm not doing any, any eight minute, no eight minute miles. Yeah. The thing about keeping your heart rate low for all of us is that the second it gets cool, you'll get down quick You'll, yeah. you'll be in the nines or eights quick. Yeah. But it's weird. I mean, it's, you know, you know, you know how it is. It's not fun at the beginning. Right. I've been, I've been running not that way for, you know, a year over a year it's yeah. not fun to start it's the, the the first two months are just brutal yeah but um, then you get but, over the hump and you know yeah but i'm doing it and i'm doing it when it's hot so yeah awesome yeah so chris what are you seeing these days um other than the crowded central park what are you what are you seeing from kind of the community what are you seeing if you're for some of the people you're coaching right now just from covid and the impacts of everything seeing um everybody's back like um you know I, I i stuck it out here in new york so i saw when i was running march april may the the park was really desolate um and a lot of the people that i would see normally like like jim i wouldn't see any of these people that i know 
and now now the city's kind of back to normal and so you i mean i my friend my friend danny i've seen her once a week doing uh hill repeats and 800s which is kind of crazy because it's so hot right now um but people are people are out kind of doing they're trying to get back to like a normal kind of training routine it seems like um for me aside from a couple of virtual races like i you know i'm just kind of going out and doing five five or six miles every day um and then on week on weekends trying just because there's nothing to do on the weekends i'm trying to push it and do like I did 14 on Saturday and I'm just trying to like create create little routes that are gonna you know take my time up <laughs> great and uh, what are you seeing from a kind of impact of COVID on people and motivation I, I feel like I mean the people I'm coaching and my friends my peer group are actually more motivated I feel like than normal uh, I, even today, uh, at the, at the end of, at the end of my run today, I, st <laughs> which was a really, I, like I, my heart was hurting at the end of this run. It's a five mile run. Um, what was your pace for that? Sub six? No, I was like six fifteen, six thirty, Um, and I was going to do six miles, but I just was like, this is too hot. Um, hey Jeff, how you doing? Good, Jim. How are you? Good to see you. Sorry, Chris didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Sorry about that. No problem. And then at the end of the at the end of the run at Engineers Gate, I just stood in one of the sprinklers, and uh, this woman came up and did the same thing, and she was laughing. She was like, "This is a really good idea." And her and I got we started talking, and she was saying how you know she's been here the whole time too, and uh, what's what's gotten her through COVID is just Central Park, and she's been she's a she's a runner. She's you know a ser a pretty serious runner, and. Um, she's been going out and doing just, you know, three, four, five, six miles every day. And she, she was, she and I agreed that it's, it's been therapeutic with everything going on because you're in this peaceful, quiet environment where you're, there's trees and flowers and it's, you know, you can kind of get in your own head or clear your head. So I think, I think from a motivational standpoint, I think people are trying to get out there more and trying to be healthy. And um, I did see a wave of, one of the things I found really interesting is, is March and April, I saw this new wave of runners that came out. And I say that because of the way that they were training and dressed and that, you know, you kind of see the same people when you're out there. And um, I thought that was really cool to see this new, this new group of people that were like, hey, you know, I can't go to the gym. What can I do? Uh, you can put a pair of sneakers on and some sweatpants or whatever and just go out there and do whatever you, you want right. to do. You know? You can walk, you can run, you know, yeah. you can do anything. Yeah. Do you coach any people? Um, so sometimes I coach people and people know this, like if people that I coach um, use my app, sometimes they will do their, what I call their reporting. They'll answer a bunch of questions. You, you've seen that before. And one of the questions I ask well, always is, was your, was your workout enjoyable? And yeah. it's fascinating to me because I find particularly some people that help me, hire me right away, they answer that question, no, because they hate exercise. They have no motivation for it whatsoever. Do you have any, uh, any people you coach like that? Yeah, actually, interesting, interesting you say that. Um, I'm really proud. Like when I was, I was working in an entertainment group, uh, but this entertainment group has primarily young people there that are like average age of like 25. And when I first started working there, they, they couldn't wrap their head around. I would run home from work and it was like four miles and they couldn't, they couldn't wrap their head around that. And right, right around when COVID was happening, you know, everybody's stuck at home and they started emailing me and they were like, Hey Baker, I, I want to, I want to exercise and run. So I was kind of giving them a little bit of play by play, like, Hey, you know, go, go walk two minutes, go run a minute, walk two minutes, run a minute, and then, you know, change it up a week later. And, and they started to, um, at, at first they didn't like it and they were writing me and like, this is stupid. I'm not really, I'm not, what am I going to get out of this? The number then, one word I hear is boring. Well, yeah, boring. Um, but then there's always the breakthrough moment. And this happened with like three, maybe four. I'm, I'm really proud of these guys. Cause since then guys and gals, they've, they've since gone to run like half marathons on their own. But um, the breakthrough moment, you know, they email me and they're like, Hey, I, 
I ran three miles without stopping. And I'm like, it's awesome. And you know, like who cares about what pace you're doing, but they just, they didn't stop and they were really proud of themselves. And it was really cool to see that it, it changed over. And from that moment on, you know, of course you're going to have a bad run occasionally when you're like getting beaten down by the sun or you just, your stomach hurts or something like that. But from that point on, they were pretty, pretty pumped about running. Yeah. And I think it's the motivational thing is really hard because I think it's just about um, getting your heart rate up. I mean, it can be anything you want to do. It can be brisk walking. It can be walking yeah. up and down stairs. It can be riding a bike and and, um, you know, sometimes I get hired from people and say, what, what's your goals? Well, I want to, you know, lose some weight. I want to feel more energetic and I want to be proud to look in the mirror or, you know, maybe I want to train for a race. Right. But, um, yeah. a lot of more often what I've been hearing from people is, you know, I want to lose weight and I want to, I just want to get, get on a routine. Right. What, what do I do? And I think they think there's this magic pill. So people have to figure out how to get motivated. I, 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 the way I get motivated is I really, really rely on a routine. Um, I don't know if other people have to force themselves into a routine, but I know with a family and a job and coaching and an app, like if I don't hit my, my stuff on my routine, I'm not getting it in. Somebody is going to take it from me. Do other people have that problem? job takes it from you the family takes it from you so what i try and do is figure out how to get it in early or i block it on my calendar and i you know if i can get out of the way early that's spectacular but uh, a lot of times it can get taken from us and sometimes then when it when it's about to get taken from us it's really about how we deal with that how do I, how do other people deal with getting on a routine and and getting their workouts in yeah jim i i mean i my, i agree with you i mean uh, eliminate, eliminate a choice. You know, it's not like, okay, you wake up in the morning and you've got to decide whether you're going out or not. And that doesn't work for me. So yeah, I'm the same way. Like you block it out. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I guess if I felt absolutely horrible, I could always, you know, bail out on a workout, but that just, uh, it doesn't seem to happen. So I, I, I agree that if I didn't, if I had to make a choice each time, um, it would be a problem. So I like the routine thing where I just know in advance and, and that doesn't mean it can't change. I mean, uh, Chris, when you were talking about the, you know, the week, the park on the weekends, I, you know, the big change I made was just to, I, I always did a long run uh, on the weekends. I just stopped going, doing the runs on the weekends. Cause I found it, it was so crowded. I found it kind of stressful. And so I adapted and just changed my weekly, uh, you know, to doing weekly. Now I'm not running on the weekends. I try to do the Peloton or get a bike ride in on the weekends just to avoid the, the park then. And it's been okay. I mean, at first I was like, this is a disaster, but it, it's been fine. Yeah. It's like a new thing. I know I, I was doing that a little bit too. You're like, I'm going to do my long run on Friday. And then yeah. you're like, there's nobody out there, but you know, then Saturday and Sunday, you can do whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I know as a triathlete, when you're training for longer stuff too, I would always try and block my calendar out Friday morning at work and try and do something early on Friday morning. And then I would yeah. go to work, Yeah. Go out, <laughs> go out and run 10 or 15 miles, go to work, go out and ride 50 miles, go to work. You know, it's all, it's all in time management. The other things I try and do is, I don't know if any of, any of you listen to podcasts or listen to books when you run. Does anybody do that? Um, I'm a huge listener of books. And I'll tell you, I look more, almost more forward to my book than I do to my run. You know, right now I'm listening to, I'll bore you with the details, but Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, he just had a biography come out. It's really good, big fan. And the cool thing is that I have Apple Music, and so I can listen to Audible. And then when um, they talk about the first song Chris Cornell learned on a guitar, which was a John Denver song, they say it in the book, they say, hey, Siri, play this song by John Denver. And then I listen to it and then I go back to the book. So to me, that is like Nirvana, right? So it's great. But a lot of people that I coach love listening to the books and, and they find that it is just a great way for them to get their own time, to decompress, to relax. I find it incredibly relaxing. And Sarah, I know you said this weeks ago, 
like, hey, just get out there. If you don't feel like doing it, which is a lot of times, maybe you don't feel like it, just go out there and go super easy, even walk or just walk briskly. And all of a sudden, they'll turn into a run and you'll feel great. It's the act and the art of doing it, right? That is the most important thing. But you got to manage the time for it. Who wants to comment on any of this? I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say, like, one of the things that helps me, I, my alarm, I have my alarm, my coffee maker is set with an alarm, I have my clothes laid out, my running clothes, my biking clothes, whatever I'm doing. Um, so I wake up, I, you know, the get a cup of coffee, put my running clothes on. And then the other thing I do is, like, for me, instead of podcasts, I listen to, um, like what I like to run to is like D, like DJ sets like two yeah. because um, I the music just becomes like background noise and then I can just kind of go. But what I'll also what I'll also do for motivation while I'm having coffee and I'm like kind of I'll I'll put that that whatever style of music I'm gonna listen to that's kind of like energetic. I'll just throw that on my stereo, and then it kind of gets me like ramped up and I'm like, all right, yeah, let's go do this, and then out the door. Yeah, I have this thing that when I get up in the morning, I go to the bathroom and then I cannot sit back down. If I sit back down to do anything, get on the computer, I'm not going out, right? If I'm going to run after work, when we're going to work, um, and I get home and I sit down, it feels way too good. So I'm not going to get up and get out. So for me, I make sure that I do not sit down. I make sure that I have all my clothes laid out, right? I do everything I need to do and I get out. Now, I always walk 10 minutes before I run and I encourage every single person to always walk 10 minutes before they run, particularly if you're a morning runner, because they say that, you know, stretching doesn't really warm up your cold muscles anyway in the morning. So you're going to get warmed up much more if you walk before you run. Uh, so that's, that's always a goal. Now, the other thing I, I find is that, and I keep saying this when I'm saying it again, people are too busy. People just take on too much stuff. I think you said it well, Emilio. People have too many choices. If you have too many choices, you're going to get confused and not be able to pick things. So really it comes down to prioritizing your health and making sure that you don't have so many things that it's going to get taken from you, no matter what. It doesn't get taken from me. You know, and I try and create streaks. I have a streak going now. I haven't missed a day of exercise in over a year. That's, and I've done this two other times in my life where I've made it a year. And that might mean 15 minutes of strength. That might mean, um, you know, a four-hour run. It means something. But I try and uh, motivate myself to get some streaks going. Does anybody else do that? Yeah. And, and also, Jim, you know, um, one way to rationalize it, too, because you do need, you know, we all have responsibilities and we do have a lot of stuff that we're doing. But part of the way I rationalize it to myself is that there are very few things that I can do they will actually enhance my doing of everything else. So like when I exercise in the morning, I really can rationalize it as for work, for everything else I'm going to do. It does make me sharper, feel better. I feel better all day long. Right. So you can't, if you say, well, I'm not going to exercise and do these other things. Rarely do those other things have that same positive effect on everything else you do. So that's one way to rationalize it. If you're having trouble <laughs> having it make sense to you. Right, that runner's high and the way that your body feels after right. any type of exercise, whether it's running, biking, elliptical, peloton, anything. It sets you up for the day very well. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and the mental acuity is a big thing, you know? Yeah. Now, the other thing I do is, um, so I will get up and try and hit my routine, and if my routine gets taken from me, that's hard, so I try and stay on it, but I will make, my, like, I like to make my breakfast, like, a few days in advance, so I have Tupperwares in my fridge, so I know when I get home from that workout that I have food, too, which is, seems stupid, but it tells me, like, I got my, I got that stuff set up, and I'm, it's gonna, I look forward to it when I'm running, because I'm usually pretty hungry, because I, I usually try and run fasted when I'm doing the metabolic efficiency training, you know, I try and get up and walk a little bit, and then go for a run, then eat after, that's good but that's but that's a whole other that's a whole other component too right where it's the um it's the reward factor and i i do that too where i i have my breakfast ready to go after my workout too and it's uh, I, I like to cook so i'm gonna make normally i make like a really nice omelet or something like that but but my my reward when i go out is like an iced coffee so when it's like especially when it's hot out like i know in my head i'm like this this is tough but like when i'm done i'm gonna hit my spot get my iced coffee go home and it's weird how that triggers it triggers you to to get excited and keep going. What what time do you guys usually head out if you're exercising in the morning? Because one of my problems, I'll, I'll like I'll get up, 
have that coffee. Next, I'll look at my watch and go, oh, it's too late. I got to get to work. So um, for me, like, um, I can't have coffee before I run because it pumps my heart rate up. So like I get up and I go to the bathroom. I have my clothes laid out and I do not sit down. I, I, on my walk, I'm walking with my phone in my hand. And I'm checking my emails. I'm responding to everything I need to do first thing in the morning. And then I, if I have a call, I'll do the call, but I block some time and I get that exercise in. For me, I get, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to get it out of the way because otherwise somebody's going to take it from me, right? Yeah, totally. I also, you know, to, to your point with the coffee and the time, I, I, that's happened to me before too. And what I, what I, what I tend to try and do is I, I, I give myself a 30 minute like coffee window or like prepared, win- like I'm giving myself 30 minutes and I got to get out the door. And if I have two sips of coffee and that's it, then it doesn't, you know, I know I've got to come back to it and just go. And Bill, it might be, you know, you're, I don't know if this is true, but what, what gets in your way? Is it like you're responding to a bunch of emails because we're just so busy right now? Or like, like what, like if you're planning the night, every night before I go to bed, I plan, I try and schedule my day as much as I can in my head. Okay. I got to. I'm on California time right now. I'm working New York hours. So, okay, this morning I had a 6 a.m., I had a 7 a.m., I had an 8 a.m. But I know after that period of time, for me, this is where I am now, nobody really wants to talk during lunch hours, even though nobody's in the office these days. I find nobody wants to talk. So I can get an hour usually after that block of time, and I just have to execute it. It means not piddling around and not giving into that. I just have to go do it. What gets in your way usually? Usually emails. So I get up. They have the coffee while I'm drinking the coffee. I check my emails and I go to bed relatively early or I stop checking emails relatively early about nine. So mm-hmm. sometimes in the morning I just get up and it's like, Oh geez, got 25 emails, you know, six of them I feel I have to respond to. You know, it's like, next thing you know, it's like seven thirty, quarter of eight. And I'm like, Oh, it's too late. So oh, it's all an excuse, but. Yeah. Well, you know, like I guess what I would do in those cases is I would figure out like I'm either going to run and then respond to the emails and does one hour really make a difference or maybe I'd check a few more at nine 30 versus nine. You know what I mean? So I try and just get stuff off my plate, you know, but my men my mindset is always like, I, you know me, I want to be a super responsive person. I generally am super responsive, but for that one hour that I am not, uh, uh, you know, on my phone checking my emails, it's okay. You know, I, I'm just okay with it. And people can wait an hour for me because I know that I'm going to be a lot more acute and a lot more productive if I get that into my life. And I know I'm not going to get sick most of the time. You know, that's my mindset. Now, the other thing I do is I am a heavy, heavy Apple Siri user. So I don't know if any of you guys have figured out how to do this, but I can voice command pretty much everything when I'm running. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Siri, read text. You know, hey, mm-hmm. Siri, and now my, my, my phone's reading the text but hey siri do this it will even read notifications it'll read it'll read um emails if you set it up the right way so i actually sometimes can check stuff i usually will check my text so i will tell my teams bill if you really need me i don't tell my teams i'm going out for a runner because i don't know when i'm doing it it doesn't really matter i don't want to bring attention to it and have people judge me when people are sitting down and they're miserable and they're not exercising i'm on exercise i'm exercising people tend to judge you when that stuff happens i don't want that i'm not not interested in that you know, so I'll tell people like, hey, you know, you know, I'm sometimes I'm having a hard time keeping up with all my emails right now because I'm so busy. It's true. If you really need me, text me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then on my phone, I have, you know, I turn the sound on on my phone while I'm running. If it bings, I get a text. I say, hey, Siri, read text. You know, I had it a couple of times today for work, even though I'm trying to be on PTO this week. But you know how that goes when it's this busy. Uh, so I'm not able to do that. But I responded to a couple of emails right on text for, te- for the team asking me stuff, and it was good. Now, there's an art to getting people to text you without them trying to figure out why. <laughs> well, why not email? But I think it's doable. I'll uh, pause there. Do other people do that? Do other people get into that level? No, but if you teach me how to use Siri, I'll be happy to do it. <laughs> Siri does. Siri's kind of like my wife and kid. They really don't listen. Yeah, I you know uh, Siri doesn't work as well if you're not in a good area with uh, with service. And I have figured that when I say, "Hey Siri," you know, read text, and somebody says, "Hey, um, I know you're on vacation this week. I need to send some emails. We need to send some emails." Okay, if I send it, and it's like, yeah, you know, and then it'll say, "Would you like to reply?" Yes, and then you can reply. And then when you reply, 
if you, it takes a while to master it, right? It might flub a bunch of your words. So I've learned that at the end of that, you can say, change it. And then you can re-record it. And then you can hit it, actually, most of the time. If you're in a bad area, it won't do it. It's so frustrating. And then it'll ask, would you like, it'll read it back to you. And then it'll say, would you like to send? Yes. Great. It's done. Just like that. Using technology is awesome. Now, Bill, I don't know if you want to get into that level, but really it comes down to, you know, I think recognizing that you aren't doing it as much as you want and trying to figure out how to make it happen. I think sometimes you're, and for years and years, I used to be a 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. exerciser, right? Um, and there's some evidence that exercising at that time is spectacular for you also. But with the busyness in my life and the kids and everything else going on, I found that, you know, that get taken away from me too much. And so I had to shift my mentality and my mindset to try and do something earlier in the day. Sarah, you're very quiet today. I know you have lots to say. What are your thoughts? You're on mute. Sorry, I just got absorbed in, into the listening. I zoned out and just was listening. <laughs> um, my goodness, there, well, I, I'm kind of in a transitional period right now, so I have a lot of time on my hands. So I, <laughs> I'm really, uh, you know, not needed in a lot of the ways that it sounds like, um, you know, most people on this call are needed in that no one is, you know, bugging me for, I'm not waking up to 25 emails in the morning. But one thing I do um, when I am in the midst of craziness with work, um, I have... <laughs> I have my phone set up for do not disturb from 10 p.m. to 6. And I've started to make it like a hard fast that I do not communicate with people. I mean, it's actually gotten to be even earlier. I'm, I'm pretty protective of my time these days. Um, I wasn't always, but I'm at the point now where I draw a hard and fast line that I don't communicate with people after 9 p.m. Let's talk about why, why you do that. Uh, it's very interesting. And I, I know some people that do that and they have out of office or like, hey, I'm, I'm out. And I'm not going to respond to you until later. Why do you do that? And, and, you know, what's your mindset around that? For my sanity? <laughs> I mean, really, that's really what it is. It's I would have in the past been not good about maintaining work-life balance at all. And I will let my job overtake everything in my life. And it does, it serves no purpose for me to do that because um, then everything else that I do to take care of myself goes out the window and then I'm a crap employee. So I, you know, I start to get resentful because I know what I need in order to take care of myself. And it's, it serves no purpose to allow people to have access to me 24 hours a day. So that's really what it's about. Um, Anybody give you a hard time over it or how do people react to it? No, not really. I mean, there, there are times when, you know, and this is, I'm in a much different situation now because, well, actually I'm not because I'm now dealing with my own clients because I have my own business and I won't, I won't communicate with them after 9 PM to me. It's, you know, I wouldn't do that to them, you know? So I don't really, I don't really get a hard time about it at all. Um, but you, you know, them, when you I was, tell them up front, you tell them up front, they know. Up front. No, I just don't answer. <laughs> I just don't answer. Do you have an out of business. office or anything, or you just turn your do no. not disturb on and that's it? They my clients direct text me. So it's, you know, I don't, I wish I did have that option. I actually want to investigate to see if that is an option on an iPhone to have like an automatic, you know, when you're driving, you have, there's an automatic message that, you know, I'm driving, I'm not going to answer. Um, you know, I, I they, as far as I know, they haven't come up with that yet, but I would put that, you know, it's just, it's, it's my, you know, it's my time, you know, I'm not, I'm not texting my clients at 9 p.m. at night, like, hey, where's my money? <laughs> you know, right, like I just, right. I won't do that, so. And I, I think that's great that you do that, and I, I'm, I kind of stand by you with that type of mentality. Uh, you know, one, one of the things, so I, two things, I, I have, um, I do this personally, and I have my athletes do this once every month or two, I, it's like a zen run, where I have them go out and um, not bring a watch, not bring a phone. And they're just basically, you know the route, it's four miles, you're gonna walk, run, whatever you're gonna do. And there's nothing to distract you from that run. Yeah. And reason being, you know, personal time is, is very important. And 
I think we're in a, we're in a weird futuristic time. And, and I always go back to my childhood and going on vacation. Uh, I remember my dad once, like if we went to the beach for a week, let's say once during that week trip, he would say, I need to go call the office to see what's happening. And it was just one time he called for an hour and then for the whole rest of vacation, because there was no email at the time, it was a little different, but I think that, I think that we can all survive by not, by waiting, by waiting a couple hours to send a message back or waiting a day to send a message, you know, like the world's not going to stop. Yeah. yeah. And, and Bill on the emails, for example, one thing I know you got to go, but like, you have established yourself as somebody who is a responsive individual <laughs> and a master at what you do. If people have to wait an extra hour to get a response, that's that, to me, that's, they can wait, you know, the health is more yeah. important. You might be on mute. I, I agree hundred percent, hundred percent guys. All right. Good. You guys wrap. Great talking to you guys. Hey, have a good week. Bye. You too. Have a good one. Are you, uh, Shruti, how are you doing? Are you there? Hey, I'm there, yeah. What have you been doing I'm over the last week? You've been uh, keeping your streak going of doing stuff? Uh, yeah, so I have my, like you said earlier, routines are, certainly helps uh, me. Uh, I'm a very uh, sort of uh, routine-oriented person too. So I wake up in the morning. I have, uh, other than Thursday, all my classes are lined up in the morning. So it's either a 7 to 8 or 8 to 9 a.m. class. Um, and so it works out great. So between Pilates, yoga, and similar things, I've been doing something or the other. Um, and then I try to get a walk uh, in the evening. Um, usually around the reservoir, uh, you know, I take one round. Uh, hopefully, I, I went one day with the intention of running. Uh, but evenings, I don't know if that's the experience of others or not, but even on weekdays in the evenings, it is so packed. Uh, so I got a little nervous. So running is not on the cards yet, but, uh, but at least I get out there and get some steps in. So, yeah. And I would say, I think the strength and the stuff you're doing, the yoga, Pilates, whatever you're doing, spectacular, keep doing it. I think you definitely want to try and be well-rounded where you're also getting the movement in, you know, many hours throughout the day. And I think that you do want to also, in addition to strength, get your heart rate up, right? You do want to do some aerobic exercise. And when I hear what you said, and I've heard other people talking about Central Park, and even before I came to California, I had to change my schedule to try and be in the park when it was not as crowded. Sounds like Chris, you've done that. Sounds like Amelia, you've done that. Which means like to me, in my mindset is, and guys, I'm, everyone on the call, I'm curious what your mindset is. Mindset, my mindset is I would like to get my heart rate up at some point and I really can't do it any other way other than ride my bike in my house or on a trainer or getting out to run. And if that means that I've got to change my schedule completely so that I am now doing my runs in the morning and I forgot to figure out how to take a class later or yoga or whatever later. Um, that's what I, that's what I would do. That way I could get both in. I wouldn't settle for just one and I would not let that crowded central park beat me. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you do that. I dealt with this in February and March also. Um, just something to think about. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I hear you because, um, I, I used to be, I mean, you know, I used to be a morning runner. So, you know, while I was training, it was 5.30 or 5.45, I was in the park. Uh, I guess if I do that, I might still get fewer people in the park on at least on the weekdays. Maybe that's something that I will set my goal to for the next two months at least or while it's still warm. And Chris, yes. I know you want to say something. I want to say one more thing before I forget. Uh, a lot of people, uh, when they first start working with me, are morning exercisers. And they sacrifice <laughs> their sleep at the, at the expense of exercise, right? And so, like, I, I, for people I coach, I always try and put a seven-hour sleep rule in place, which means you're not getting up at 5.30 unless you, you sleep seven hours. Because it's just not productive to sleep five or six hours and then get up. And I don't want you to walk away from this call saying, Jim told me that I should switch my schedule and therefore I should get up and then you're not sleeping. Because if sleep, <laughs> sleep might be the most important thing. And so it's all a puzzle, which means that you got to maybe figure out how to go to bed earlier so you can do that. So it might shift your whole schedule earlier as a result of it. It's not just one thing. And I'll stop there. Chris, go. 
Yeah, so, and I agree, I agree with you completely on the sleep thing. Um, yeah, Shruti, what I, what I was gonna say is what I've noticed is nobody's working right now. Nobody's, nobody's tied to a schedule. And so throughout COVID, people, even me, like I went running at nine o'clock today. That's cr- I never used to do that. That's and awesome. I, I think that that's the basis of what people are doing. People are just like, like working from home and they're like, I'll go for a run at nine or 10 instead of when people had to go to jobs. Like I was running at seven in the morning. And so what I've, what I've been doing this last couple of weeks is I've been getting out earlier and the, the old school kind of runners are there. It's not crowded and it's kind of that old crew that's like still waking up early doing stuff because everyone else is just kind of like, oh, I can go whenever. So I think if you, if you went anytime before like nine, like eight o'clock, you know, 730, you're going to find it a little less crowded. I Unless- will certainly give it a try. Yeah, experiment, you know, and just block it on your counter, see what you can get in. Yep. Emilio, were you, what, what time are you running in the park these days? Yeah, it's funny. Like, like Chris said, I used to run a lot earlier than I do now because I don't feel the need to. I mean, I've got, you know, I check in. Basically, when I go, I run about 90 minutes. I'll check in twice. Just, you know, when I hit a hill, <laughs> there are two check-in points. And I just look at my email because I figure at that point, What's that? You stop running and no, you pause stop. your watch or what do you do? No, no. So if I'm going up a – yeah, no, no, I don't stop. I just yeah. check in and just make sure. And usually it's nothing. Every once in a while I might have to jump on a call or do something. But so um, since I've been back here, I get up at 745 and walk out the door at 8 and do 8 to 930. Yeah. Right? It's easier. You're on the West Coast, so that would be a challenge for me, right, because you're hitting – Right. East Coast is it's it's pretty easy. And I also find that I don't find the need to get up. You know, I used to run I was an hour earlier than that. I don't I don't feel the need to have to do that at all. And yeah, when I do a long, longer run, sorry. No, no, I was just gonna say when I do a longer run, I don't worry about that either. So, you know, like you were talking about the Friday runs now that I've abandoned the weekend. Um, yeah, if I wanna go for a few hours, I don't I don't worry about that. If I'm really busy, I do check my email a couple times during my run. I might just stop and pull over to the side. The other thing I try and do, and um, I'll say this to Bill on the side, is that if I have a call scheduled where you know many of us have calls that we have to listen to where we're not leading them, right? right. We can just listen. I'll really try and go out and run on some yeah. of those too. If I can't get it in early or like I can't get it, get my own time where I don't have to work, I can just listen to my book. Then, like, if I have to listen to a court hearing or I have to listen to a call, like, I will do that. Now, one of the advantages of running the easy metabolic efficiency way is that I'm always prepared if I'm doing that to pull over (laughs) and to talk without being out of breath, right? Because, and there's only, there's some people that I will answer the phone with when I'm running at work, but very few, just because it's loud and, what are you doing, running? I hear that question. So, it's like, you know what, I'll just call them back when I'm done with my run, you know? Totally. So I'm out for a walk that will turn into a run in hills, and I haven't done hills uh, in eight weeks, except for on the golf course. So um, I, it's been very interesting you guys talk about work things. I'm a salesperson, and I have to be one. I have you know clients that are all over me all day, and then I have to be self motivated to sell, and it's a really hard environment to make money. So for me, like this yesterday morning. I went from eight to seven, and long story short, I usually do my long runs on the weekend, and I couldn't because I had to drive eleven hours. So I had to go for you know my ten miles last night, and I was finding it very hard on the work balancing. I literally, I mean, Jim, you'll see my numbers. Like I wanted to get up yesterday and go for a walk. I couldn't do it. It's hard. That's hard. It's hard to balance everything you said, uh, getting your workouts in and getting your movement in. Is that what you're saying? You're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to get the movement. Like, even I try to do the 25 minutes for a half hour. I'll do try to work for 25 minutes and do five for the walk. But I can't, I can't do it. Like, literally yesterday, at 8 a.m., I started work and I didn't get done until 7 o'clock. And then I went for a long run. Today, I was up at 5. Um, and I needed to start work earlier. And I got done at, oh, I was late for your call. So, 6 o'clock. I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm interested if there's a way you guys know how to turn off the work. 
how do you, how do you turn off the work thing in your brain? How do you shut it down? Your Chris or Milo, you want to take a shot at that? I'm happy to. It's a very specific. I mean, it really depends on your work. I, I, I tend to think like with my team, if they ever told me, Oh, I'm out on a run. I'd say, that's great. I would never have a problem with it, especially, you know, there's nothing I don't, you know, we work in entertainment. I don't work in the medical field or anything. So if someone can get back within 30 minutes to an email or deal with something, it's, it's usually not a big deal. So I think with us, there's just kind of more of an understanding. And I, I don't mind telling people that I'm going out for a run or I'm doing something. I mean, I've had, there are times when I've, it doesn't happen often, but I'll be up in the park and like it's nine in the morning and a board member is asking something at, where I need to type a long email. But, but that's, that happens once every like, you know, six months or something. So it's almost like you're, you know, I'm just kind of betting that nothing crazy, you know, for the most part, um, I, I, I find that I try to encourage my team to say, look, you know, especially now that we're working remote, just don't be off the grid for two hours. Right. You know, and if, if you can handle that stuff or even send, and we do a lot of work, I don't know if anyone uses Slack, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, usually when I'm on a run, I don't really have to worry about email. And if, a, and if I get a Slack, there's a little ding, it's kind of, you know, just like a text. And I know that probably needs a faster response. And again, it's pretty easy to just, you know, be walking along and type something in and, and get right back into it. So, um, I, I, again, it hasn't been a big issue for me, but I understand that people have jobs where, you know, you, you have to respond more quickly and it's important that you do. When I worked at yeah. Goldman Sachs, there was a review category called knows when to say no. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, they don't have that anymore. Uh, at, least, at least I haven't worked there in a long time, not been 12 years, right? And that, and that was 20 years ago, right? But I think a lot of health is knowing when to say no, and the true art is saying no without anybody know you're saying no, if that makes any sense, right? And yeah. so, Jeff, like I would say, to, I appreciate you're trying to make money, it's tough market to make money, but like, it's either like you just have to accept that you have to do it for whatever reason, you know, and then you're just not going to be as healthy. And sometimes that happens for all of us. And we got to crank out these, these days and do it. Um, but for me, like I will always, always build a little bit of time into my calendar for myself. And, um, and, and like, I'll say no, you know, that's me saying no, I'm saying no to everybody else. I'm saying yes to myself and I got to build it in. And sometimes it can't happen. But to, don't, you know, I, I agree with all of this. And uh, one of the things that I practice, I, I think that for me, when, I'm, when I go out to do my thing, if I give myself one hour of what I call going dark, which means no contact, one hour is like a good amount of time where no one you report to or anyone that's reporting to you is like, is this guy, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And if in my world, if something's dire, somebody's going to call me. And if not, I mean, I, especially with those, like Amelia, you were saying the, the emails, one of the things that I like, I practice, which I think works most of the time is if somebody sends you an email, that's like going to be a long one and you're not going to be, you know, Hey, cool. I'm in the middle of something. I'll get back to you in the next hour. And then totally. that yeah. person on the, on the other end that you communicated to them and they're like, Oh, cool. All right. I'm good. Yeah, that responsiveness and hey, I like I'm, or I'm in the middle of something, you know, the, tr yeah. the tr they don't have to say what it is, but I, can I get back right. to you in the next hour? And if it's urgent, I just stop and I end my workout and right. I get on the phone and I work from wherever I am. And the fact that we can work from wherever we are is amazing thing. You know what I mean? Now, I know out here in California where I can, all my walking routes have three, four, five bars on my phone. Okay, even the beach in Doheny Beach, which is pretty amazing. And I know that my running path has complete service everywhere I go. I, I will not choose a route that does not have good service because I have to be available in case something happens, right? And I agree that people will call you really if they really do need you, except for the rare once or twice where somebody doesn't call you and they expect, and you don't know who they are and they expect you to respond. Why didn't you respond to me? But an hour is a good amount of time. I just try and do like an hour every day, you know? Right. Checking right. my emails right before and I'm checking yeah. my emails as soon, right after I do my heart rate recovery, I'm checking, right? And I, it's part of the planning. Now, some people, they get their workout done, they got to go and, you know, check out for a while, do whatever. They, I don't do that. Like, I'm back on, 
Like I'm off, I'm dark for, as you said, for an hour and then I'm back on, you know? Yeah. Hey, Jeff, did you have a response to anything we just said? No, no, it's, it's, it's productive and helpful. I just need, you know, if you knew of a psychological way of breaking a bad cycle, right? Like, I'm just like, yeah, in your, I know everybody else the same way, you know, especially if you're growing a business, you got to be self-motivated, right? So I just feel extremely responsible for hitting work goals, which hit my personal goals for my family. And then while I do take, I, I do take a fair amount of time for running, um, you know, I always want more than an hour. Like, you know, your 10 minutes of pre-run, I want to get an hour of running in. So then that's, and then I get the cool down. So it's really an hour and a half, you know? So that, that's just, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like tonight I have time, but, um, and normally I want to run in the morning, but with things going on, I don't have been able to do that. So that's all. right. Right. And the 10 minute, the 10 minute walk, I'm working usually. Like I'm checking my email. I'm making, I'm clearing stuff off. You know, I'm walking with a hand with my phone in my hand and I'm working for that 10 or 15 minutes. I do the walk. Sometimes it's two hours cause I got calls and then I just make sure I haven't sat down so I can be efficient and get out. Um, so that's something I, I just try and do. And Chris, you were going to say something, I think. Oh, no, no. I'm good. So it, it, it's, a, it's a tough one, Jeff. Um, and like, you know, I, my mindset is I want to get it in. I don't care when I get it in. The day is 24 hours long, and I want to sleep seven hours. So I will always pick sleep over one day of exercise, always. You know? Now, sometimes we just get jammed, and and we're going to be able to exercise some days, but like this morning I had a 6 a.m. call and we had guests over last night and I probably didn't sleep seven hours, right? But I had to get up a 6 a.m. call. I didn't get up to work out. Those are going to happen. And that happened to me today. I mean, I was I went to bed. I did that long run. I couldn't fall asleep after the long run. And so I made bed went to one and I was up at five. We lost you there. We heard you say, Boy, my head said, get up, Jeff. Just get up. Go to your day. Don't just lie there. My voice was in your head saying, "Get up, Jeff. Get up." No, you're Jim. You, you, yeah. So I went. So I got up and I started doing things, but I didn't get the workout in. I was a little too broggy for that, so I started doing the work. Um, yeah, and if you didn't have anyway. a call, my voice would be saying, "Stay in bed." Like I have to. I wake up on a circadian rhythm. And, and um, and like sometimes I have to force myself to go back to bed to get my time, but I'll do it. You know. I'm the same way. Yeah, like if, as soon as the sun rises, I'm, I'm up. Yeah, no matter what, right? You don't need an alarm. You just wake up. Okay. I, I, I always set an alarm to protect myself just in case, but I rarely if ever utilize it these days. And I think getting on that circadian rhythm of sleep is just so important for health. It's good. Sometimes it's a pain in the butt, though. Like, there are times where I'm like, ugh, I could use, like, one more hour, and, like, I just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff, I, you know, time management and planning and saying no and accepting that you're not going to be perfect. And I, I try and be a precisionist. I'm not a perfectionist, right? Perfectionism is not a good thing when it comes to that because we're, fa I fail at things all day long every day, right? So I can't be a perfectionist, but I can try and do the best I can. Quiet again. No, no, I, mean, no, I get it. It's just like, it's, just, it's adjustments. I wish I could go for a run in the middle of the day. Um, I just haven't been able to do it. So, and anyway, um, you know, the goal is to be in shape to run New York. But what I'm finding very interesting is I can't get my personal goals at work accomplished, or at least what I used to. And then I can see that affecting how my workouts are, right? So I'm not achieving 100% on either level. Does that make sense? It does, and my reaction to that is you're too busy, and you got to you got to figure out how to de-busy yourself, right? Because you're never going to be successful if you can't uh, be successful in your job and with your family and with your health goals and everything else, right? So, like, I, it's funny. I a lot of people hire me, and I'll say you're just too busy. You know, you really got to think about and choose and prioritize what's most important, and you have to accept that you can't do it all. And if you think that you can do it all and you can be successful at everything. Um, there's only so many hours in a day, right? That's hard. And I yeah. know everyone's like, yeah, you know, I, I know I can do it, right? But there, there's always going to be a casualty somewhere along the way in your life if you don't de-busy yourself, it sounds like to me. And while I say that you may need to be less busy or de-busy yourself, I think there's one other thing to consider here, and that is 
are your expectations and goals unrealistic? In other words, is it realistic for you to say that I need to be generating X amount of business and sales in the market we're in and be able to balance everything else, including my health and wellness and my family. And so some of this might be resetting your expectations so that you, of course, do allocate time for your health and you're less busy. But a lot of it is, look, if we don't, if I have people come to me and they say, I want to qualify for the Boston Marathon. Okay. Um, well, how old are you? Well, I'm 40. Let's say it's a female and I don't know what the time is anymore. Let's say they need to run a 335 or a 340. And let's say a 340 is about an 821 pace. And I say to the person, well, what's your fastest four-mile race in Central Park or anywhere else? Nine, nine minute and 10 seconds. So that means you've never run a race faster than 910 per mile, and you need to go out and run 26.2 miles in 821 per mile. And so maybe the person can make some changes and get their pace down and qualify, but sometimes I hear very unrealistic expectations. And so something for you to consider and reassess what your expectation, your goals are based on what you can achieve and based on the things you have going on in your life. Don't you always feel like too that um, we as humans, we get into these, I, I mean, I, I think about our patterns all the time. We're, all of us are in these patterns and uh, it's just a continuing cycle and we have to like break, you got to break that pattern once in a while and figure out how to rearrange things. 100%. I think about that a lot actually. Like why am I been able to exercise or do what I want to do every day for a year? And I think I have in the last three years, probably only five days I've missed and all five of those where I got sick, three of them last year, where I got really sick. I wonder if I got the virus, but this was like in April in Hawaii. So probably wasn't around, but that's why I felt I was sick. But I think about that all the time, man, just figure out uh, what works and like, we're kind of trying to take some vacation this week and it's definitely messing with my routine. I only got a 30 minute run in today and that's fine. I was totally cool with it. I got something in. I don't care if it's 15 is the minimum I try and go for, but it could be seven minutes or whatever, you know, it's like, I just try and keep it going. And look, right. my view is if this makes a difference in one person's life, one time, that's enough for me. And, um, you know, I got a lot of people that ping me back and after they listen to the podcast and they say to me, I just went to the supermarket and I just bought a bunch of frozen veggies and fruit. Great. You know, I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm going to get back at it. You know, I just bought a Peloton. I just did X, Y, or Z. And that's what it's about. It's cool. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. See you, everybody. Later, guys. Take care. Thank you. Thank Stay you. Well. Yeah, man. Bye. Bye.